Hello everyone. Bailey here. In this episode of Data Driven, Frank and Andy interview Hermanish Goal, technical architecture delivery analyst at Accenture and recent graduate of VCU in Richmond, Virginia. It's wide-ranging discussion covering the transition from being a student to entering the professional workforce, podcasting, and thoughts on the current state of the school system in the United States. Now on with Data Driven show number 305. Hello and welcome to Data Driven, the podcast where we explore the emerging fields of data science, machine learning, and artificial intelligence. If you like car talk and you could think of us, wait a minute, I got that messed up. Andy, I still haven't gotten back into the groove of saying that right. You'll get there. It's a blooper, but I'm going to keep it because it's special. There we go. <laughs> how are you doing, Andy? I'm doing well, brother. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. It's a nice quiet Friday here at uh, Chateau Lavinia and, um, you know, Hopefully the dogs won't bark too much. We're, uh, you know, we getting the water treatment system here kind of fixed, and um, you know, such is life in in the outback, I suppose. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we have a greenhouse project going on. It's um, we've been thinking about it for a while and researching, mm-hmm. but we have a, um, I, I believe we have almost all the components now to do water catchment. Really? And, yeah. So we've got a couple of what they call IBC containers. I'm not sure what that stands for. Probably the C stands for containers, but each is uh, 275 gallons. So nice. we're going to be able to put 550 gallons of water. Um, it'll be potable because we um, we picked up uh, food grade containers. Um, nice. Found them. Uh, Christy actually found them on Facebook. And they were up in Richmond, and I want to say it was like, I don't know, 70 bucks a piece, something like that, something crazy cheap. You nice. Know. So, yeah, we're going to paint them black so that when the sun comes into the greenhouse, they're sitting inside there. They'll, they'll absorb some of that energy and heat it up and hopefully work as a nice uh, heat sink for us. Overnight, it'll release the heat. And 550 gallons of water is not a trivial amount. I'm, I'm going to be very curious to see... How much heat that puts off. Um, Stevie Ray has been working a lot, so he's my uh, IoT engineer. And I was so gonna our, say, like, how 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 is this set up to like capture data? Yeah, we're not anymore. So we, mm-hmm. I forget what exactly happened. I think we were hacked a couple of times. Either that or something went sideways. But computers usually don't go sideways on their own. You know, especially those little ones. Right. Um, it would run for about three weeks and then mysteriously stop. Hmm. So, but it's part of learning, right? Right. No, for sure. For sure. Yeah, that's why the experiments are there. We had, uh, it's mid-August when we're recording this, 2022. We had a, a um, first shot at a, what we call, I call our yarden. Yard. yard garden. Yeah. And we did, um, we did okay. It's one of those things where we learned an awful lot. We did, I'd say we did so-so on potatoes. Um did decent on tomatoes and lettuce, um, but we grew the dickens out of some blackberries. Really? So, yeah, I don't know what it is about the soil here, but we also did well on jalapeno peppers. Hmm. And so Christy made some jalapeno blackberry jelly. Interesting. It sounds weird, and there's no way to really describe the taste. You have to taste it to see. It sounds like it would taste either really awesome or awful. Yeah, I and I can't eat enough of this stuff. I think it's so awesome. awesome yeah, but what it it you, you know you get the blackberry right. Mm-hmm. That's the main flavor, but you don't get like heat from jalapenos. What you get instead is like a more. It's like an additional dynamic. It's the best way I could describe it is it's more full. You know, and that's the best I can do with it. I've had blackberry jam and it's fine. Blackberry jelly, all good. But this has got that extra sensation with it. It's not heat. You you will not, you will taste the jalapenos if you, if you try, you know, if you know they're there. Right. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, lots of, lots of fun there. I know, Frank, you've got a greenhouse going or started. You've got hydroponics. I do do the hydroponic thing because I don't like it. Um, but I did move, we have a sunroom at the new house and I did move the plants outside, okay. which turned out to be pretty good because the, um, 
the eggplant plant really bloomed and uh we've got two little eggplants growing right now so that's pretty cool that is awesome and i also think i told you my experiment is is not a greenhouse although i think we will build one some point in the future it is uh this little solar uh generator thing i got going on mm. so i remember that at the old house yeah yeah so i moved it and i I I actually did this whole thing where I had to like replace a lot of the wiring because it broke in the move. Yeah. And, you know, it just, you learn a lot. Like, it's just, you know, I'm not at the point where I would be confident enough in putting in like a whole house one, but, you know, yeah. if we do build a greenhouse or whatever, I would totally make that solar powered. Awesome. So with us today, we have Himanish uh, Goal. Hopefully I, sp- I pronounced that right. Yeah, you did. Uh, right. Thank you. <laughs> um, and uh, when we last spoke, because I think we spoke on a live stream at some point in the uh, last year or two, mm-hmm. um, you were just finishing up your studies uh, at VCU. Yep. And you were about to enter the kind of the career world. Yeah. So you're kind of back to. We didn't go through the official questions, I don't think, because it was really like a live stream type thing yeah right. um we went through a lot we went through a lot of discussions but we went through a lot of discussions which is cool you know we can do the questions we don't have to um so so what's happened since then so based on what did it was I'm, th- I'm pretty sure we did around a bit before my birthday was so I think it was, uh, yeah yeah so but we spoke I, like a couple of weeks ago so it's like you know yeah so <laughs> I guess I'll just start uh, start off from, and so I came back. I I did everything I did at VCU, the hackathons, uh, internship with startups. I was in the CGI internship at that point and working with like another two internships, like one that was more developer UI and one was that was more like product analyst with a, a startup in uh, Cal. Uh, some Santa Clara, that was okay. in Santa Clara. So. And the main one was with CGI. I was mostly doing business analyst work with like UiPath working on like, it was mostly federal work because it was with the CGI federal department. So in the CGI, end- CGI for those not in the DC kind of area is a major, I guess some would call them a beltway bandit, but they're a major federal contractor. Yeah. Um, not computer generated imagery, although that would be pretty cool, but yes. Yes. Yeah, so uh, August 3rd, is when I got done with all my courses. After that, every week there was one position coming through the door. So I had four offers. And out of the four offers, the first one that I got was uh, Accenture. They came in June. There were several interviews. And it started off with a phone call um, from Seattle. Someone from Seattle called me and asked that, hey, you know, would you be interested in working for us and well and that was because i applied to the internship and i got through through interview through two interviews didn't get to the next one call reached out back to them and they said we never interviewed with you because i wasn't in the system so i went to every recruiter on linkedin and they i just kind of it became a situation where you kind of have to just leave it in the dust after one point so i left it and i got a phone call and they said were you the guy who you know texted possibly every recruiter you put an extension i'm like yeah and so she said they apparently there was some system um so they had a they were moving files and a f- few of the candidates went in the miscellaneous section so no one bothered to pull them out and i was oh. like and they said well i'm so sorry because we've already picked your interns and the pick the interns for a company and i was like well i'm not looking for an internship now i'm looking for like full time so it went through um and i think from there i started end of september and what, so what, well, when you go into Accenture, you start with sort of like a one month orientation style um, where they kind of make you get a sense of the company and like people over there and like what to expect. And then you start to find your first project. Um, so I've, I'm working on my third one. I finished two. Um, I, I can't say the client names, but I can say the type of work I do is mostly like cloud migration work. So it's mm-hmm. like having to do with, um, how would I say, moving data from like either 
the AWS sector, the Azure sector, the GCP, and just like working with Snowflake and Databricks, which are mostly like data analytics and data, data lakes platforms. Um, and also using the platform that Accenture has like MyNap, uh, okay. which is used that they use as a, as a, as a marketing way to like say, okay, we'll, we'll help you move your data points, but we're, but we're also going to include MyNap just to like help ease, to make it easier for the migration process. Um, so there's that, um, and just rebuilding some of the applications and there's, and we have like several teams that it's broken down into and all that. So I, uh, yeah, so I'm in the cloud infrastructure engineering practice. So I'm almost hitting my one year anniversary this September. So uh, wow. it went That's by cool. re it went by real fast. And yeah, it gets faster from here on out. Right, just a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because when I a lot of my friends graduated this year, May, which was which was the year I was supposed to graduate, but I made my my parents save a ton of money from doing all the courses beforehand. So they were like, they're like, you know, it's been one month since I've worked. And I'm like, it's really almost a year since I've worked. I'm like, I don't know mm. what's the comparison of between wow. that. So it, you know. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of questions, they had some, and the thing is they might be working for like different companies, like some bank of America, some work for EY, some work for, uh, Google. Then they'll be like, you know, what do you expect and everything? I'm like, you just do the work and you just perform how you would. There's no, like, there's no like mystery box where you open, you have all the answers. I wish it was like that, but you just find the answers along the way. Like I found a lot of my answers and a lot of like aha moments mm -hmm. during the beginning of this year. Um, like I didn't know this would happen in AWS or, uh, the, like, I'd like to think of AWS now as like, it's literally like boxes on top of boxes, except in these boxes, you have multiple Lego, Lego blocks that are data, that's just data and these boxes just keep increasing. And so I wouldn't have found that if I didn't work on a project. So for like, I guess anyone out there that's like finding a position or going like, we're not going to get there. Everyone eventually finds their position. So I think the more of a positive spin you put around it, you'll get that outcome. And when you're on the job, just trying to absorb as much as you can and kind of doing what works for you. Like for me, I'll write like quick bullet points, but I have like summary sections that give me a sense that, okay, this is what was the main outcome because I, I write a lot of things that are relevant and things that aren't, but you, you're just fighting to get the points down and then you summarize it based on what you read. So it's nothing, um, but a lot of, but there's one term, one of the people at uh, Accenture used in the beginning that he said, you usually find the technology through conversation with other folks and management. Pretty much everything in tech, personal life, or whatever it is you're going through, it all comes to people management, just talking it out and get kind of like structuring it. And it's it's funny because these like really basic skills. And, and I wouldn't understand that when, I, I mean, and I guess a high school student could relate to this, that when parents send saying, go work at a Chipotle, right? You tend to think, how do these skills transfer to something like as big as a Google? They have nothing to do with that, but right. they have everything to do with that because those are like essential people skills that help you get the outcome. So um, what I was <laughs> a year ago, I'm definitely not that anymore because a lot of practicality came in um, mm -hmm. uh, and just... <laughs> And just and like seeing my parents work at the work on the computers, I used to be like, why is it taking them so long? And now seeing me on the computer, I was like, oh, that's why it takes so long because you have so many, you know, follow-ups to go through. And just there's a lot of pieces that are moving that you have to be at the top. And sleep is definitely important for any professional out there that doesn't that knows about. <laughs> Well, you know, one of the things I would share with you, and you probably know this already, because since we last talked, I've seen, and I, at first I'd say, I'd say I'm happy for you and proud of you, uh, yeah. that you, that you made the transition that you have. Um, it doesn't matter if, um, 
in this, it doesn't matter in this sense whether you go to college or whether you yeah. complete high school and jump right into a job. Everybody has right. to go through what you've just described. And it's, it is very pragmatic. It's very much where, to quote Frank, where the rubber meets the road, right? <laughs> And and you can yeah. you can get education and listen. I'm I'm not against education, I, not at all. Right. Um, you can get a whole lot of education, and I'm a firm believer that the more education you have, the better suited you'll be for the long run. Not just because you have the piece of paper, although that counts. Don't make no mistake. Holding yeah, the piece of paper true. counts, but having that knowledge also counts. And so you've got two jumps on people like me. I, I came out, I graduated from high school. I did get an associate's degree, but it took me six years. <laughs> so, you know, just, just be aware yeah. that everybody has to go through that same transition you just same described. Transition. I went through it. Yeah. Frank went through it. Now you've gone through it. And it's, it's very difficult to explain to you know, to someone who's in there um, getting ready to go into their first IT job, specifically, um, my older son Stevie Ray, he's 19, and he's working in the trades and you know, and, and being an electrician, and he's learned an awful lot. And I think that's a valuable experience too, getting out there and growing calluses. Um, yeah. In fact, that's one yeah. of my one of my qualifications for being a politician that I'll vote for you. Show me calluses. I want to see that you've done a day's work in your life. Um, yeah. But when we talk about IT, and he's got his eyes on, you know, one day doing IT, I told him a lot of what you just described. I get what you're saying. It's the, it's kind of like the little things are big. Communicating, yeah. writing stuff down. And, and Hamanish, I'm, like I said, I'm just proud of you for making that transition. You made it quicker than I did. Just so it's you know, a, it's, it's a yeah. tough transition. It's a tough transition, like, and it's something it that is. you really can't teach. Um, yeah. you know, I don't even know what that would look like yeah. if you could teach it. Like, it's one of those things where you have to just jump in the water. Yeah, and you, have, you know, be cold and learn how to swim. Yeah, you have to fall. You have to fall for it really hard for it to like hit you. Like, I had to. I had. I had ten. I. Had, I mean besides the amount of opportunities that I got within college, I had a hit hard. I used to have folks who used to be like, I used to present myself well. I used to have the skills and they used to be like, but you know, just you in general, we wouldn't want to have on, you know, on the team. And it used to be like, just, they, they, there's so much like diversity things that come into play. There's so many like, oh, this is not, what we're we looking for and then that that's what they were asking before but then it changes automatically because of, because you have that student tag and it becomes so hard to jump over that um and then you yeah. like and but the folks that help you tremendously you never stay out of touch with them like right. there's one I, professor um he, he he could have cared less out of any sort but um he said uh what was so he was one of the programming professor, programming professors, and um, he pointed. Wait, was it the programming professor? Uh, I I think it was either the systems analyst or it was one of the other professors that I met that they pro they pointed me to the programming one and one of the the one who was uh who's like the IS head, and the programming mm -hmm. one gave me tips and everything of what I should do to kind of make myself different. Gave me a few sets what everyone would do like giving resources. And that they were helpful in helping me sure like coding skills wise, but what the IT with the head of uh, uh, the our IS department, he actually took the step out to really understand my problem and then said, you know, why don't you do this? And this might actually change it. So he gave stepping stones hmm. to, to like do that. Like when it came to the um, uh, when it came to the interviewing, he said, always try to look just three weeks before what is the scenario and handshake and everything and you'll see you'll be surprised there'll be offers that come up like you not know, offers meaning like positions open up and i was like sure. that that's a that's a joke i'm not doing that so i i i didn't even i had to check i had to check because one of my one of my friends said that 
hey, bro, can you just look at what your handshake profile is? I just need to, like, see how to match it up. And I was like, okay. And I see, and it was like, that's where I started the CGI internships over there. And I was like, he said, he said, just do it, and you'll, and you'll notice what experience you get out of it. And what I've noticed is recruiters, obviously, you need, you need to know what you're talking about. But when you're interviewing and they have a deadline five months away, they are they they hear they absorb all the mistakes. But when they have a three week deadline, they just need someone to come in as an intern. So they they were few instances where they never caught they never caught me like speaking that like an error like oh I, I said something out of turn, and so they just thought I was a bad candidate. So a lot of the times, those simple tips and tricks just work. And um, yeah, you know I'm. I'm, I mean, I'm still in touch with them and we've known each other for like a year and a half now. And I mean, will Which, I ever stop? Will I ever stop being in touch with him? Probably not because he kind of, he literally helped me overcome an, ex, an extreme downturn where I was able to work with uh, a major, um, uh, major company. So great. it's, it's, it, it, there's a lot and the thing is even if someone were to do a course you wouldn't be able to still understand it because it, it everyone has a diff everyone has a different way of getting through it there's some folks that only it takes two experiences and they get into it and there's, right. there's some yeah. folks that go to they go through great universities and they'll start at, a, at like a they'll work for a company that's not even as great as how the university is and they'll be like wait that can even happen and it's like there's no yeah. like there's no right answer. I mean, I wish I could have the right answer, but hypothetically, that is there is no right answer. So, um, it's it, it's just timing. It's I mean, the, that that's one word. I mean, that there could be if we were to talk about that, I'm pretty sure it would only be it would be night by now, <laughs> and by that right. time we'd be wanting we'd want we'd want to be like get off the call at that point. So, get more coffee. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's you know, it's one of those things where it's a, it's a hard transition under normal circumstances. Uh, having the pandemic happening has probably made your experience a little like no one really knows what that's like. And you know, fortunately, it's still a good job market for people in IT. Um, you know, so you're not, you know, regardless of what the economy does. So far, knock on wood, it hasn't really affected <laughs> IT hiring uh, at and at large. But I think it's interesting because you know you studied analytics, like that was your that was your major, like, and that was not an option, you know, when I was in college. It was computer science was still very much a, yeah, you know, I wouldn't say new, but I mean, like, as a discipline onto itself was kind of a, an interesting thing. So for you to be, I, I just I just find it interesting, like, you know, what, you know, what, how can academia like keep up with like industry because academia is yeah. not known for moving quickly um so or is that just a stereotype um it's both ways like i've i've seen folks where they i mean this is a very rare occurrence but i've seen i've started seeing a lot of high school students in, in high school getting internships just by doing these azure aws or a lot of these certs and and the reason they do that is because if you just do a traditional club or you join like a sport, that is just like basic minimal that college are requiring from you. They want to see something else that will get you in, in just Virginia itself. Like I remember Virginia used to accept 3.0 GPAs or a little bit lower than that. But now the standards have gone so high that they're only looking at 3.7 or 8. And for me, I had a lot of options, but for Mm -hmm. students today it's become even harder which with the with everything there's going to be something else that comes like a school where you go for two years not 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 like community college but something like um i don't know what it's going to be but there's going to be a new sort of system the academia where the the call the universities are going to be like um like higher class where you have the option of going there but it won't be necessary because these days there are folks that just do certain certs through like Udemy and like data camp and like design lab or something. And they're getting through easy to that. 
So well, and there's also you know boot camps and things like that. You yeah, know, the intensive six eight week programs. But I mean, you're right. I yeah. mean, the the way academia and the college, you know, it's not scaled. That's what I now, figured. Yeah, even 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 your AI notes. <laughs> yeah, that was. Um, my but it's, it's not scaled. And what's interesting is that there's been, and, and I think this is a scandal that's brewing, um, because you know you hear. Um, you know, Harvard, or uh, I don't know if it was Harvard exactly, but it was like well, some of the big Ivy League schools, they basically refer to themselves as a luxury brand, mm-hmm. which, yes, I guess it kind of is, but but if your mission is education, luxury yeah. brand, the, the optics on that are terrible. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, when we were I talking th- earlier and I said there's the paper, right. there's holding the paper, and then there's having the skills. Yeah. And if you right. have both, that's fantastic. Right. But you're right. In in some instances, one's going to outweigh the other. And it just depends on the instance. But right. I, I was yeah. thinking, too, about not the, the schools you may be describing, um, technical schools like uh, right. in Richmond, yeah. ECPI and, and schools like that. That Those seem to fit that model. And it's an 18-month to 24-month program. You come out of it with, uh, gosh, you can, get a, you can get a bachelor's degree out of ECPI you know yeah. now so it, yeah they, you know, they, do the you old, have the skills can... and it's heavy go ahead but i'm saying it's it's heavy on the skills right and if somebody's looking for you know the weight of the paper you know the the luxury yeah. brand of the paper <laughs> ecpi is not going to you know going to go right. up against vcu or harvard or anybody like yeah. that but it just some companies are looking for the the you know the luxury brand and that's what's important to them. Do they want you to have the skills? Well, yes, but it's not as important as having that. Some companies are looking for the skills. And do they care where you learned it? No. no and some want both, I think. So right. and, that, that's and, they, and, and you mentioned that, right? The like how mm-hmm. the, the paper is some luxury and uh, like the one it just kills. So um, I had one of my cousins from India just sort of face, I was just FaceTiming them just like that and just trying to understand that, you know, do people really go to schools over there and everything? He said, yeah, they have a different system. But he said, a lot of these days, there are institutes now where right after high school, they don't even consider going to the, um, the college because one, the government is, is in totally different shape. But he said, there are these institutes where you take these, like, they'll prepare for you, like, these AWS search, or, like, they'll have, like, a two-year program where you learn just the entire system, and you can easily sell yourself better than a four-year degree program, and so... I don't doubt it, yeah. And they said, and he said, and he said, and his, one of his friends literally told them that the reason we're hiring you is not because of the paper. He said, because business needs folks that have the skills. We don't care if you have a paper that's branded we're already a brand so do you want to work with us and get the experience or are you trying to show me that you're a brand as well you know so it's 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 right now the universities are there but slowly and there's also been instances in like uh i don't know if it's in new york i i don't i um but there are areas in the u.s where there's students out of high school taking exams where they said once you take the exam and you pass it you're guaranteed a full-time position and then from there, you just have your experience and you go. So education and just learning skill-wise is going to be, it's the university method is going to be way less approached. Like these days, if I were to want to learn, I would rather be in person with an event where there's someone teaching that knows it rather than spending the money, the, the money on something which I could get something at a very cheaper cost. So there, yeah, definitely that. But the, you know, the other side of this too, which I think is important, is that, and and it, this is a, you know, a pro university thought, is yeah. that the soft skills you were mentioning early on about being able to write, taking good notes, those sorts of things, uh, those are the classes yeah. that aren't aligned with your major. Things like English composition, yeah. and, and and psychology even, you know, in sociology and business administration, those sorts of courses that you kind of weave into rounding out a university degree, that are forced those upon skills you. aren't unimportant. 
Yeah, well, yeah. they are, right? Frank's, Frank, I'm going to pick on Frank here. Frank's a uh, big one. And by the way, I've told my kids this story, Frank, over and over again. They still uh -huh. shake their heads and go, no, that's not right. Frank tells me he hated Latin oh, yeah. when he was taking it in school. But now, when, and when you learn German, mm -hmm. Frank worked in Germany for a while when you were learning German. All of the Latin came back. It was all of a sudden, it was very useful, but, but it's, it appears very impractical. And I don't doubt, I don't doubt that it is. I yeah. think it is very impractical when you're taking it. You're like, why am I taking English comp? I want to write AI code right, for yeah. the rest of my life, you yeah, know? Sure. And it turns yeah. out that English comp allows you to communicate what you're doing to others mm -hmm. on your team. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm, I've, right. I've been one of those people that dinged it. You know, ding the university system and said, you know, a four a four year degree is not worth, you know, not worth the student debt these days. And I still feel like I still feel it's it's um, exorbitant. The cost is. However, yeah. um, if you can go out and make the kind of money you're going to make in a career doing this kind of work in analytics and AI, uh, Himanis, you're going to see, you know, you you'll pay it off. Yeah, I mean, having, having the ability to communicate yourself, like, so I went to Jesuit high school and a yeah. Jesuit college, and there were a lot of yeah. courses I took that I'm kind of like, you know, when I was doing them, I was miserable, Latin, theology, philosophy, but like, as I get older, like it, it kind of, it kind of was kind of like wine, right? Like it got better over time. You know, and it's just it, I find that enriching. But mm -hmm. but I mean, also, I mean, the the, the way the U.S. academic system is here and the university system here, it didn't scale. The price went up way outpacing out inflation. It's going to face a reckoning now. Is it going to be a reckoning? There's there's um, Vanessa Giddens. I'm going to totally butcher her last name because I just call her Vanessa. She's a friend of mine. And she says she compared traditional universities to like Blockbuster. You know, and I think that 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 might be a bit extreme, but I mean, the sentiment is totally on point because I mean, these systems did not scale whether or not they were meant to scale, I think is a debate. But I mean, if their costs are going up dramatically, um, you know, this is a whole other kind of rabbit hole to go down. But, you know, yeah. the, the, the you know, calling yourself a luxury brand brand and in education is kind of seen as a public service. I don't see how that can you can. How do you reconcile the two? That's a tough. That's some mental right. gymnastics. Yeah. And I and I saw a statistic. I don't know. I don't know how true it is, right? But but I mean, ultimately, it was, you know, for every dollar, um, in 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 federal aid that goes out, tuition raises by fifty to sixty cents, which is kind of like, you know, you're kind of it's kind of like chasing its own tail. It's like a dog chasing its own tail. Like, you know, cost cost of education is going up, but but. One of the things I think is going to bring about that block bluster, can't talk, man. Um, that blockbuster kind of you know video type situation is going to be the fact that universities no longer have the monopoly on expertise, right? I mean, it used to be that if you were, and certainly in IT, and this is probably true in a lot of other fields too, but you know the 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 top minds in artificial intelligence. They're probably not at MIT, or if they are at MIT and Harvard and things like that, they their day job is working at Google, Meta, or Microsoft. Yeah. And sure. it's it's kind of like it's plus, you know, there's a guy I want to get on the podcast. I think his name is Frank Kane, but he he Frank does a whole okay. ton of courses on Udemy, right? Okay. In the past, if he wanted to teach, he would have to go through university, but now go on Udemy. I don't know. I don't know how much it costs no. to be a professor there or what their cut is, but the fact that that's an option, uh, right? There's LinkedIn Learning, right? There's yeah, people, I was about to mention that. And like you know, there's Plural Site. There's even Data Channel TV, right? The Data Channel. There's even there's even that's Data ours. Camp. Yeah, there's Data Camp. I mean, everybody. Yeah. I'm, you know, anybody with a passion to teach and to say something now has access to delivering that. YouTube yeah. is a great example, right? I mean, think about yeah. it. When I had to, you know, anything from installing a light bulb or replacing the toilet or fixing anything in the house, someone who grew up in an apartment, I just called the super of the building, right? Like call the landlord. Yeah. 
when I first got a house, like, you know, that's me. I can't call anyone. So what did I do? I'd go to YouTube well, you and can. watch videos. It's going to cost an awful lot. Well, yes, it's not cost effective. <laughs> but like when with my right. solar, when we moved and I found out my solar panels had like broken and stuff like that, like, oh, crap, what do I do? When this, you know, or the, the solar charge controller, which is another rabbit hole to go down. I bought one for $14 and, you know, watched a couple of YouTube videos on how to fix it, how to reinstall it. And boom, I did it like that. That whole thing of information, the information age is it's hard to contain. Information is hard to contain. And I think universities came about at a time, you know, and like, I mean, originally they all started in the middle ages, right? Like, you know, if you're, if you're a, you know, farm peasant and, you want to learn medicine or you want to learn any topic well you had to go down yeah. to the nearest village or city and study there because the printing press had either not been invented or it was still books were still expensive but now yeah. i mean you can everybody yeah. on the planet almost has a smartphone with some connection to the internet yeah. and they can hit up any of these platforms i think that um you know i don't think they're good all of these universities are going to go away but i think it's it's it, it they they have to adapt or die. Yeah. yeah, they have to. It's so. What I've noticed is the ones who are research universities, the one what's saving them is the research projects that's allowing students to get experience from. Mm -hmm. But but what's gonna happen is if like that's why a lot of the community colleges, like one of the community colleges I took a course from, they they literally told like it was in the pandemic. I passed the exam, I passed the course, but they told us instruction that, okay, finish this, this, and this, because the university is going to be closing in August of 2020. So a wow. lot of the, a lot of the community colleges have already started getting out. So now the universities that are not inventing or creating or anything, they're about to get pinpointed next, you know? So unless you don't have a brand that's that big, like UVA or VTech or Harvard or VCU or something, you're going to get pinpointed real soon. And what coming back to what Andy said that like the management sort of skills to like learn before you go in there. I think what might happen is what this is what I'm thinking. High school is going to be an important thing that schools are going to have to take a decision on where they start teaching these skills in the high school curriculum, which is going to be obviously a lot because they have course subjects to teach, but there are actually some high schools that are inventing more than just following the standard procedure. And there's some oh, willing sure. to break break that norm. And so, and I think what that what might happen is they'll offer like technology course. Like I had I've started seeing in just Loudoun County, they've started offering a few interesting courses in like analytics and everything, just to give sure. them like a, a pre-runner. And what they could do is they could teach like, you know kids how to use LinkedIn or communication management or anything right. that they can. And from there, there'll be like these two, two year schools where you choose, okay, if I want to go to medicine or tech or something, I go to these two years and they just teach me that major. So well, and that is, on top of that. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Imanish. No, that, that was it. That was, that's all I had. Okay. So. On, on top of that. So I have five children. And my two older daughters, they went to what's called governor's school here in Virginia. My youngest daughter, she's going now. She's a senior. Oh, okay. And so that's dual enrollment. And what I learned was one of her friends actually tested high enough to go into governor's school uh, here. And they go to a community college in Keysville, Southside Virginia Community College, about, I don't know, 15, 20 miles from here. But oh, okay. when she when she finishes, when she graduates at the in 2023, next year, She'll graduate with um, an advanced diploma and an associate's degree. And it turns out that you don't have to pass the test and ring all the bells and whistles to and, and be there's limited slots. The counties have to pay for governor school, but you don't have to do all that to go dual enrollment. You can actually do that on your own. And one of the um, one of, uh, you know, someone we know here in town, her daughter, uh, qualified for governor's school, they asked her to take the test. She did, and she got one of the couple of slots they had for STEM. But she was already going to Longwood University here in Farmville 
in dual enrollment. She's like, I don't, why do I want to go to the community college? Right. You know, even though it was, so the big deal would have been, it was, it was, it was covered. The cost was covered. And that's yeah. a huge obstacle for a number of people, but you can still do this. Heck there's courses all over the place. Heck there's MIT courses online for free. You pay $0. Yeah. You don't get credit for it. You don't get like a transcript that says, I, right. you know, like you would, like you have, I'm honest with you, Frank, and yeah. I do it for my community college. It's not that. But do I, do you get the same education? Well, yeah. Do you get it from the same place? Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's just not official. Mm -hmm. You know, there was one of the one of the things, sorry, Amanesha. That's an author, Andy and I like when you should read him, too, because I think if I read him at your age, I'd probably be a billionaire. Uh, Nicholas Nassim Taleb. Uh, he, one of his books, I can't remember which one, but he does talk. I think it's um, the one with the um, asynchronous, the one that's about a, a asynchronous risk. Um, and fragile. No, was that it? It's not it was another one. I don't think it was anti-fragile. It was the one. It was the one where like the the cover had like a, a weights uh had like a skin in a the barbell. game. Skin in the game. That's it. Yeah. Um and uh he basically talks well, about kind well, of well, education. Skin in the game is the name of the book. Uh, which is available the author on is Audible. Uh, Nicholas Nassim, Nassim Taleb. Taleb. Yes. Um and uh one of the smartest people I think alive today. Um yeah. but he talks about this. He goes, is, is education, is big education in universities, is it about education or is it about credentialing? Yeah. And he kind of, he goes on for an extended period of time in, in the only way that he could. But I mean, it brings up a good point. It's like, it, 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 it's kind of like, you know, it's one of those things where, as he says it, you don't want it to be true, but it totally is. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's it's like it's like, are you trying to are you trying to be a learner and try to like grow your skills right. and like you grow that? Or are you trying to be a card a Kardashian? Like, right? What is what is what is your main output? Are you just trying to be in the glitter, or it, it's like my dad used to be? He's like, the ones you know, who is being golder than who they are, and you know. Who's actually putting in the putting in the work to take the gold and put it in the mine? Right. So it's 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 like the anything where just like how Andy said you it's you're getting the same thing. You know she, why would I go? What would why am I going to go so far away from my house to stay there for the experience when I can get the exact same degree, the exact same skills, exact same management in high school and. Some high schools are not getting it, but they 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 can make a lot of money than universities are right now, because kids will still go to school because that has just been something that obviously you know you need to go somewhere when you're a kid and you you're not going to start directly into the workforce. So they have a big opportunity to create something bigger than universities that could actually save a lot of money for parents um, and just it would actually and also I've seen when I was at VCU. A lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of students are not that comfortable going away from their house. They'd rather so, stay in the area and study over there. Not right. everyone, everyone's so in. Like, I've I just had a high school friend that she went to VT, uh, and her so she was completely fine, but her mom just couldn't take the transition. You know, back in the day, they, there was no option because there was not so much access. So like. Um, it's a very, <laughs> education is something which I feel like should be definitely spread with a cost really low because I feel like everyone should be educated, but it's, it's a price so huge, which is like, I, I, I personally don't get it. Like I, if I were, if, if someone told me that here's the money, what are you going to build with it? I would actually build a school in high school where I would teach skip. I would not have courses. I would not have exams. I would literally have a school where I'm making you learn the skills, making you apply them. I would even help. And if there's a kid that wants to make a, a data podcast, show, I'll be like, go for it. You'll at least learn something from that as well. You know, I'm not, but Absolutely. Lo a lot of schools don't want to invent. Um, so, because there's no incentive to, I mean, one yeah. of the things is a father That's to true. young kids is like, you know, I think about, I thought college was expensive when I went. 
and then I see what it roughly what it costs now. I mean, it went from like you could, you know, you could afford it. A family, a modest, even a modest means could afford it, or they could save money away. But now to the point you have to save money away, but have the investment smarts of Warren Buffett. <laughs> To be able to grow at the pace that these university things are going, like it's and and you know yeah. people are taking on debt. That's not sustainable. That's going to come. That's going to come to a crashing halt one way or the other. You know, there's a bad way for that to happen, and there's an even worse way for that to happen. And you know, it's just not. But you're right. I mean, it's just not going. Somebody's going to come in, and when you're starting to see even big companies like Microsoft not make a college degree, you know, mandatory. And you're, you know, you see the rise of a lot of these um, boot camp type things. Yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, like, you know, and I've worked with 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 people that have had college degrees that have not had college degrees. I don't see any material difference. You know, some of the yeah. some of the smartest people I worked with. You know, some didn't have a college degree. Some some didn't. Yeah. Some of the some of the worst people I worked with. Notice I didn't say dumb. I said worst individuals. <laughs> Uh, just like just hard, like no social skills. Either went to, uh, you know, I have not found. I have yet to find a correlation um, between the two, like in either direction. Like this is one guy I worked with, who, um, nicest guy, smartest guy. He didn't go to college. Brilliant guy. Another guy I worked with, smart guy, but he didn't go to college, and he had, he. Like you said, calluses, Andy. I call them scars, mm -hmm. right? Like that's what makes it. Yeah, yeah. That's what makes an engineer a good engineer, right? Like you know what yeah. should be done, but right. sometimes the value to get to should isn't worth the fight for it. Yeah. And right. and people, the thing that blows my mind about this guy, even though it's been like 10, 12 years since I work with him, is that he had a very much all things must be done this way, because that's what Uncle Bob said, or you know, Bob Martin wrote a bunch of books. In case you didn't know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's okay. uh, still still good read, like you know. But but it's like, but that's not the point. Like you're writing, you know, he would he would do all sorts of things just so he wouldn't, you know. One of the one of the principles of uh, is don't repeat yourself dry, right? And so he, but he would write hundreds of lines of code so he would never have to repeat himself. And it would just be like, but. That's not the point. You know what I mean? It's the end right. of the day. What matters yeah. is productivity mm -hmm. and extensibility. You so mentioned. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, finish. Go ahead. I, I was saying you mentioned that. It, it's funny because they're, they're folks like those where they follow the rules of what the person says, like textbook, very textbook yes. oriented. And it's like when they have to apply it, it's like that really is not that was just so you could pass the exam buddy uh so just 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 for your clear information and then they think that no this guy knew what he was saying but he could be talking about something that was happening 10 years ago and right. there's a there's a really good quote um from one of the uh indian films that i uh that i watched when i was like 12 and i still remember this he he said um professors make the rules no no prof professors uh no no what did he say so professors readers they've been writing text we lose them yep, you, you froze up on us i sure hope we didn't lose him You, downtown you Richmond. Have... So, oh, where we go? We lost you for a second. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was saying that the in one of the Hindi films that I watched uh, when I was twelve, there was a quote that one of the guys said that textbooks have been written by authors and everyone for like centuries, and no one's really learned so much from it. Some have, some haven't. But professors only give you a sheet that they put saying follow these rules by T. But the winners are the ones that actually make break those rules and mend it the way that they want. Because he said otherwise, there would be no CEOs we'd see today, business tycoons, because mm. they would be following they'd be they'd be following textbook and we'd never grow. We no one would ever grow. So it's it's and I and um, trying to uh, that 
so when Frank mentioned about that the debt point where you get so much debt and everything, right, and out of college. So, you know, I mean, so taking an example, a student goes to college, you know, they have the debt, someone's paying for it, or they took the bank loan, and now they're trying to pay for it, right? So usually college students, when they get that money, they have that like financial freedom that they'll, some will just spend it wildly, some will just manage it and just do it just, okay, I'm doing the job and paying the debt and just having my fun, right? But they've not really looked at, you know, what are some of the ways that I can try to financially do it better? You know, that, that and there's so many classes. There was one in high school that I had done. There's, there's three that I did in, in uh, universities, but they try to speak through it so much because they just think that finance is like a, a, a territory of like um, uh, fear. And thankfully, <laughs> my parents both work have worked in the finance industry for a long time. So they've taught me and I've understood it. Whereas my older sister doesn't. She, she just doesn't mm. get it. And so, and, and if uh, I, and um, I know in one of the questions on your mock questions, that's the last question of what book would you recommend? If there's any book that I've never heard anyone read this book, if there's any book I would have meant any, I would have recommend any student read. It's the the Rich Dad Poor Dad or the Quadrant Flow one that they have because he literally talks about how you need to be, everyone is either going to be an employer or business owner, but you need to be doing something outside of that that's going to make you like invest. You know, you can do like the, the investing in stocks or something that has you set up uh, financially well, I guess you could say. So. No, that makes a lot of sense. And it's just- Excellent. Yeah. There, there was um one of the Scott Adams books. Uh, I forget which one, but basically he said, you know, when he got his MBA, it cost him twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, this is like the early eighties, obviously. Oh, uh, that, that's like that seems more cheap than what you just said for what my debt was. Well, I, can you imagine? Can you imagine twenty five thousand dollars. Now, granted, twenty five thousand dollars was probably more then, but but here's the interesting thing. He says he said that the base salary for someone with an MBA at the time would have been about $100,000. So every dollar in, you got $4 out the first year. Okay. You don't have that today. No, you don't. Not even that. close. It's more, more the inverse, if anything. And it's, it's, just, it's just an economic model that's not sustainable. And it's ripe for disruption. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to break one day. And yeah. when it does, it's going to create a, a huge havoc, just like how companies like Peloton and Coinbase and Netflix have like have started like laying off tech folks is going to create the same mm -hmm. havoc and people are going to be like, what do we do about education? Students need education. Well, there are answers if you really think about it, but you have to put it into practical use. Yes, um, absolutely. If, if you don't, practicality versus dreaming are really to do different things. And I tell this to my, my younger brother all the time. I tell, because he's in high school and he, and the thing is, he's really good at maths and like science. And he just fears about the fact that he wants to do something, but he's like, how am I going to make myself different? And I told him that if you keep staying in that true dream world and thinking it's going to happen, I'm going to do this exam. We're going to do this research. You'll be failing yourself like hundred times better than you could have to actually put into use. You'd actually have to be practical about it. That, that Okay. How do I make a very simple plan and start as an atomic habit and then increase it? Because everyone, they'll get all the supplies and they'll start to make it and they'll be like, wait, wait, oh, it's too much work now. It's like, because you're not used to it, my guy, you need to start with something like I, so in my podcast shows, I mean, I see you guys having the mic and everything. I don't even do that. I lean in on my mic so they can right. hear my voice. So to see if I have that interest, I was making cost an effective cost uh, uh, method. I'm also losing words after talking to so many people. <laughs> so, no, I totally get it. It happens about, it's a Friday. It's all so. good. It's a Friday so, in August. So. It's a Friday. I know, right? It's Friday, Friday in the middle of August. Who knew you'd get to this? <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, you know, like that's the thing. Like when people ask me, like, I want to start a podcast, but what microphone should I buy? I'm like, that is probably the last question. Yeah. Like, because ultimately you can. Anything that I've, you know, both Andy and I have done episodes on our cell phones. 
Yes. You know, and in yeah. some cases like you're at Heathrow Airport, like and it's loud, but that can be fixed. Now, obviously, that's not ideal. And this was kind of a, you know, it was a gift <laughs> yeah. to myself. But, you know, it, it people get wrapped around the axle about a lot of the wrong things. So it's true. But, you know, just producing. That's that's yeah. the thing. And Execute. I, I think that's execution. Execution. Yeah, that's a good better way to put it. Yep. Delivering shipping. Yeah. Um, yes, all of that, all of the above. There and, used to be oh sorry. Go ahead. There used to be a part there used to be a poster. Um, I forget his full name, but they call him Selma. He was a big Microsoft executive in DevDiv. And there was like a big poster yeah. of him and it said shipping is winning. Those who those who ship win. And that, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, try to be try to be the UPS of FedEx. Don't be the one like, don't be those types of companies that is always like in the planning stage of like. I mean, yeah. even though, even though I work for a consulting company, I have to, I have to say we do. I probably shouldn't say it because if Accenture hears it, they're gonna pin me down on this point. So, um, any company that tries to plan a lot like staffing recruiting companies like they'll they'll plan more but they'll execute less be like yeah we'll we'll help you get that position that you're looking for and it's like you're not really shipping to what i'm asking for and right. a good one for that is and i i would care i would care less if they don't even want to call me but to robert half technology is one of them i've i've speak, spoken with them three times just to get advice i didn't even want um to go through their method and they're like yeah, but you know, if you if you charge us, we'll give this premium package. I'm like, uh-huh. Uh, okay. I was, I was like, sure. I, yeah. I was like, I'll, I'll call you three days later. And then the, they'll they'll actually take the guts to like send the message. And I'll be like, you know, I'm so busy. I don't really need the premium package. Now. So right. if they're hearing this, good for them. Because this is actually a disclaimer to them that you should probably change your services. But um yeah, it's uh, shipping is the hardest to do, but you actually have to do it. Otherwise, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> yeah, we Gary could do Vaynerchuk. a whole other show on that. Yes, yeah, we, could do, we could do it an entire show on that. But I know I want to be respectful of your time. Yeah, and I have both to of you going as well. That, so. um, but it's yeah. but, great uh, having you, and uh, you are definitely wise beyond your years for sure. <laughs> and you mentioned you have podcasts. So where where can people find them? Oh yeah, so you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. I what what should we search for? Oh, so you so you can search for everyday consultants. Okay. Or you can okay. search for uh a tonight show with him in it. So the, the it. tonight show is more just um storytelling based. Mm -hmm. Everyday consultants okay. is just actual advice and feedback of what I am experiencing to, okay. to okay. those. Um so Cool. Yeah, but um, awesome. getting check Andy's them memory. So like that, that's down. your uh, offline drive. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Everyday consulting. Everyday consultants. Consultant. And then yeah. the Tonight Show with Samanish. Yeah, and I mean, I I even so I I took the time during the the during winter last year to make a link tree. I I was like. I was extremely bored. I was like, you know what? I might as well do it. So I can send you the link feed. It has all. Oh, that'd be great. We'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> that's a that's a great thing. Yeah. Awesome. Any Very any good. parting thoughts, Andy? No, I just uh, it, it's great catching back up with you. Yeah, for sure. Um, that the Thanks first show first show we did with you, I thought it was a great show. It's nice to yeah. see progression and and yeah. you sharing your new thoughts and your enthusiasm. I'm yeah. uh, I'm I'm most excited about your enthusiasm. So I wish you well. Thank cool. you. And I guess if I have to end the show with folks to think about is just, I mean, a lot of, I, so I went on a Europe trip recently and a lot of, one of the major lessons I learned was the, a lot of today's generation, they spend so much time in social media that they've, they forgot how to like smile and like talk less and just be them. And I would actually really encourage the young folks where like you might be stressing about a job then you might be stressing about oh i need to be getting this apartment or this car or how do i spend my money to stop really like stop like really stressing <laughs> stressing and just 
actually like focus on your well-being of doing what you do good and you'll be mm. able to ship and deliver better because if you if you really like smile more and all like the disastrous problems like i mean i have bigger problems even and i'm still smiling then you yeah. it tends to feel much more lighter because there's always a solution rather than like um extreme methods sure it's true good thought awesome well yeah. and i'll let the nice british lady finish the show thanks for listening to data driven show 305 frank was hoping to get someone from miami to be a guest for this episode for those unaware 305 is the area code for the miami area i told him that we had a production schedule to keep and that he should not take everything pitbull says in his lyrics to heart we know you're busy and we appreciate you listening to our podcast. But we have a favor to ask. Please rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you subscribe to us. Of course, you have subscribed to us, haven't you? Having high ratings and reviews helps us improve the quality of our show and rank us more favorably with the search algorithms. That means more people listen to us, spreading the joy. And can't the world use a little more joy these days? Now, go do your part to make the world just a little better and be sure to rate and review the show.